Greetings, and this is Kenneth K. Law of the K7 Leadership Network, and coming back to you again with another great episode of how we can all better lead and serve within the kingdom of God. For some of you wondering, what the heck is K7? It's easy. The K represents the kingdom, which is the kingdom of God, and the seven represents the seven mountains of culture that we're not just called to be in and be a part of, but we're called to infiltrate impact and influence and so this episode is going to talk about one of the ways and strategies that we can have uh how we can infiltrate how you can have impact and how you can influence uh where you are whether it's in the marketplace or in ministry and so many of these things that i'm going to talk about well some of these things i'm going to talk about um you know your pastor uh, your leaders of your ministry, your church can pick up on these things, but also those who are marketplace leaders. And so I want to begin by talking about what I like to say called the king's way, uh, the king's way of doing things, which is the kingdom of God. Uh, it's that what he tells us in Matthew 6.33, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added unto you. And so when we seek first the kingdom of God, we are actually seeking the way that the king does things, but also the way that our king thinks, uh, his perspective, his heart, his attitude, um, his his mindset and paradigm um, toward himself, his kingdom, and but also towards us, but also that we too are supposed to operate in these things. And so when you're dealing with even the, the ideal of kingdom culture, uh, the kingdom culture does not necessarily need to be created or added unto. The kingdom culture simply has to be lived out. And so the culture, or rather the culture, the, the kingdom culture, or you can say the culture of the kingdom of God, is not something that we have to build or try to create. It is something that we have to actually live out. We have to behave uh, in that for that culture to actually manifest, for that culture to take place, for that culture to infiltrate, impact influence that culture that changes mindsets, behaviors, communications. Uh, it changes the way of doing business, the way of doing ministry. It changes how we interact with one another, our relationships, how we fellowship. It, it changes and it, and it aligns us or realigns us and recalibrates us to the kingdom of God, to the heart of our king, of our great king. And so one of the strategies with that today uh, will be that of excellence. We're going to talk about excellence and the strategy of excellence. And this is going to be, I really believe it's going to be a great podcast. I believe all of them are. So I'm just kind of, uh, you know, patting myself on the back. Got to do that from time to time. Uh, but you, I believe that this is going to be a great episode that will help many. And so one of the things that we have to uh, be mindful of that excellence is a trait that must be practiced consistently. Excellence is not something you have to do once, you know, once in a while or here and there. Excellence is something you have to practice. It is an actual trait. It is a behavior. It's an it's a habit. 
Um, it's a mindset, you know, and, and it's something that has to be practiced consistently in order for you to be masters and experts of excellence. You want to be a master of excellence. You want to be an expert in excellence. You definitely want to do that. One of the reasons for that is because when you come across people and you deal with people, uh, rather than the ministry or the marketplace, people are looking for an authentic experience when they come through your doors or when they interact with you. As far as in ministry is concerned, especially if you are a ministry leader, a pastor or part of fivefold, or if you're in a ministry uh, or rather a marketplace leadership role, but you're also a part of the kingdom, the people, whether they come through your business or through your church, they are looking for an authentic experience. They want an authentic experience through your ministry and through your, your marketplace assignment where they don't even know that they can possibly meet Christ or possibly meet the, the kingdom, but they will meet the excellence that comes from our king through how you handle your ministry, how you handle your business. It's just that crucial. People want authenticity. They want impactful experiences that will change their thinking about a product or people. Uh, and excellence helps change perspectives. Please know that excellence will help change perspectives. So excellence is a strategy. I want you to catch that. Excellence is a strategy. It's a great strategy to have. Excellence is not just the results. It is also the system and process that produces the results. In order to produce excellence, the systems or processes and processes and even protocols must be of excellence. So the behind the scenes have to be as excellent as the outcome, as the in-front camera. So the, there has to be excellence behind the camera as well as you want excellence in front of the camera. Uh, and those things really, truly, 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 <laughs> really matter. So here, here, let me give you something. Excellence is intentional. Excellence is a strategy. Excellence is an experience. Excellence is a mindset. Excellence is a behavior. Excellence is a result. Excellence is a belief. Excellence is an attitude. Excellence is an honor. Excellence is a habit. Excellence is a culture. I want you to catch that. Those last two, excellence is a habit and excellence is a culture. It is the way a group of people operate. It is a way that people execute consistently, even when emotionally they don't feel like it. Excellence will override emotions when it has been built to be a consistent behavior in the group or that team of people in that church, that ministry, or in that business. Excellence will come forth when commitment is kind of being challenged today. Excellence will come forth when attitudes are being challenged, when you have trained and, and have built and established a culture of excellence and it is a strategy, it will come forth. And it will, for the most part, always be authentic simply because it has become uh, a trait 
that has been practiced. So excellent service and in the spirit of excellence and is is more than a nice smile and a kind greeting. It is an intentional strategy designed to provoke a positive and life-altering and profitable experience. So one of the keys of the kingdom, he says in Matthew 16, he gives us keys to the kingdom of God. One of the keys of the kingdom is excellence. It is an actual key that you can use. So when you're living in operating the kingdom of God, excellence is a must. Our great king demands excellence because he is excellent. You can go to Psalms 8 to kind of deal with that uh, and, and, and read that. So Excellence is is a key that we use that will unlock great favor. Uh, it will it can unlock expansion. It can in, uh, unlock unlock rather um, great relationships. It can unlock return business. It can unlock returning visitors to your church uh, that can turn that will eventually become members that then eventually become disciples that can eventually become sons that eventually become leaders. You know, it's a pattern and, and, and it's a key. And so excellent service and, and the operations of excellence, uh, it is it's an intentional. It's very intentional. Uh, it's the intentional strategy of Disney and Chick-fil-A. And Ritz Carlton, people brag about Chick-fil-A all the time, about excellent service. Uh, and it's just a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I know I know I'm being blasphemous, but it is just a chicken sandwich. Uh, and it's, it's good. I, I have to give it to you. You're right. It's good. Uh, but the service that surrounds the product it is the sandwich is wrapped in excellence. So that sandwich, that, that chicken and that two piece of bread is actually wrapped uh, in in excellence and presented to you that you desire to come back because of the experience and the rather the authentic experience that you have with uh, Chick-fil-A. That's what we want in our businesses. That's what we should want in our ministries. Sometimes, hey, let me help the pastors out. It's not your preaching that always draws them. Uh, it is your preaching that teaches them and they can help get them saved and delivered. But before they hear you preach, they meet your excellence in the parking lot, your greeters, your ushers, your, your children's church staff, your bookstore staff, whoever you got, uh, your, your, your spouse, your children, whoever is in place before you even minister, your praise team. Your, your band, um, whatever, your elders, your ministers, before you take the pulpit, the people have already met your culture. They've already met the culture of the church before they've met the senior pastor of the church. They've already met you in them. So if they see consistent behavior or and if it's negative, that is a direct correlation to possibly the leader themselves. And so as, as it goes from the head, it goes down through the body. So the head has to be, has a, have to, ah, blah, 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 have to have a mindset and a perspective of excellence. And when they do, it will help drive the process downwardly into the teams, into the body throughout the ministry. So when the people come, they actually are greeted in excellence. And so, uh, some other things here I want to share with you. Um, question to you: Does your business or does your organization uh, 
uh, or your ministry, do you even have a strategy for excellence? Do you have a plan for that? You have to have a plan for excellence. It's not just something you hope people come in and they have a great personality. You have to put in place an actual plan that will teach your people excellence. Uh, you will have to begin to, that's something that has to be as part of your, your plan as the vision, uh, as leadership development, uh, as all of these discipleship, all these other things, excellence has to be a new uh, part of your plan so that the people begin to understand not just what to do, but how to do it in the manner and the mindset and the heart to do it. The word of the Lord says that we are to serve the Lord with gladness. That's what the Bible says. It tells us to serve the Lord with gladness. That means we must do things from the spirit of love, of excellence. We must do things from an, a great attitude of enthusiasm because everything we do is unto the Lord. Even in business, it is unto the Lord. And so when we do these things and we execute these things, we begin to move uh, in, 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 in great understanding that excellence is necessary for our growth and development to produce authentic experiences to the people we come across that will draw them into the life of Christ and into the kingdom of God. Rather, it's intentional, unintentional. Excellence can do more for you than you can possibly imagine. Excellence can speak for you when you might not be able to speak much for yourself. Your excellence will speak for you even after they have left the experience. They will compare your experience, their experience with you, with any other experience that they've had with people, not just with church or not with just business. Any experience that they have had with people, your name will come up whether positively or negatively. So make sure that you understand the power and the strategy of excellence. So uh, you got to have a plan, a strategy for excellence. Here's a question for you. Let, let's, let's cover a couple things before I'm out of here. Are you hoping that the people coming to your organization have an understanding of excellence? And if so, how's that working out for you? I just said that. You can't assume that people come in, know how excellence operates. Because if you do, you leave them to their own devices and that doesn't always work out because people will operate based on their perception of what excellence is and is not. And you can't assume that their perception of excellence or their perspective of excellence is in alignment to yours. And so you have to have a clear uh, line and an understanding of what excellence is so that there's a clear understanding for your team so that you all are on the same page consistently about the strategy of excellence. I want you to hear this and hear this loudly. Excellence has to be taught. Excellence has to be taught. You have to teach excellence on the level that you envision. You must teach it on the level that you envision. If you want Chick-fil-A, Disney, Ritz-Carlton type excellence, 
then you, and that's what you envision for your ministry or your marketplace, then you must teach that on that level. You must teach that on that level. It is crucial that you do so. So let's, let's go a little further. Let, let's, let me help you with something. Uh, excellence is also about quality assurance. Watch this. When we deal with quality assurance, be mindful that the window of quality assurance is smaller and faster when dealing with a more purpose service setting, uh, rather a people service setting compared with a manufacturing factory environment. I know I'm taking a hard left. In manufacturing, you can sample what comes off of the assembly line and reject the bad ones before the product ever goes out. But in a people service environment, one must ensure that dozens of people throughout the company, the ministry, are roughly adhering to the same high standard of excellence and quality. So because of what gets produced in a people service and what gets experienced happens at the same time in the same place. So here's the point to quality assurance, why you must teach this. Because in a manufacturing uh, setting, I can see something on assembly line and see it's not going to work out. And then I can go and pull it off of the line before it's shipped out. So I have a different sense of quality assurance. But when you're in a people setting, what's happening, these things are happening simultaneously. So you don't always get to look at what's being processed and then snatch it out at the end before it can impact the people. Sometimes what happens in a people setting is impact the people, rather the people are impacted as they're coming down the assembly line, and sometimes you can't stop it. So the best way to help with quality assurance is to go back and teach excellence. Because once you release the people into the environment, you can't go and snatch them off and cut them off because they've already started to have impact. So you must teach it in the beginning of the process so you can have quality insurance throughout the process so that you can uh, um, put a stamp of approval of the product so that you can have, you can rest assured pastor uh, and, and Mr. and Mrs. CEO uh, that you know, because you have taught and taught and taught excellence and it is a part of your culture and it is habitual in your people then that means that you can rest assured that they will handle the people in a very authentic, excellent way that will be that which will be exemplary and, and, and reflect the heart of the king and our kingdom, the kingdom of God. And so uh, just a couple of things I just want to give you uh, going forth and, and probably what I'll do uh, after I share this, I'm, I will do a part two on this to help you with that, to develop some things that you got going forward. Uh, because one of the things I want you to be, be begin to understand, and here's a couple of things. Always remember, number one, people are looking for authentic experiences, authentic relationships. It's the authenticity that draws them back. It is the authenticity that draws them back to your ministry, the authenticity that draws them back to your marketplace, to your, to your business. Number one, let excellence 
be a part of your authentic experience because either way or what you present, it will be authentic to them. And so you want to make sure that excellence is a part of your experience. Number two, make sure you're teaching it. Make sure that you have a a great ideal uh, of perspective rather uh, or of what excellence is and if you do not bring somebody in or talk with someone that can help you with that I'll even come to you my wife and I would love to come and help you establish a strategy uh, and a culture of excellence in your ministry and in your marketplace so please know that excellence is a part of your authenticity it gives the people something real to hold on to that they will compare with other experiences with people that they've had, whether it's an amusement park or FedEx or a restaurant. They will put your church in the same category, good or bad, because they're dealing with people and people have dealt with them. So be mindful of that and develop a plan of excellence for your ministry and for your business so that you can grow your business authentically and begin to move intentionally in in the ways of the king. Excellence is a key of the kingdom. It is a a protocol. It is uh, a teaching. uh, It is something that gives you access. So please know that to use the kingdom and the keys of the kingdom, please know that one is the key of excellence. So with that, I hope that this podcast has helped you greatly. I hope it has empowered you. I hope it has blessed you and given you some things to think about. Once again, you can you can check us out at the K7 Leadership uh, Network dot uh, com. You can check out our website and um, you, this podcast will come to you and you can subscribe and you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Anchor. Uh, you can find us. Uh, on some other platforms coming soon and near uh, to you. And I pray that this has been a blessing. So with that, I'm signing off again from this phenomenal podcast. Be excellent in all that you do. Once again, I'm Kenneth K. Law, the K7 Leadership Network, and I hope to talk to you soon. Go forth and go forth in power. God bless you. Bye-bye.